0: I'm Mark Kennedy, and this is the Healthinomics Podcast, episode 28, with guest coach, Jay Johnson. Welcome back, everybody. As always, thank you for listening, and Happy New Year to you and your loved ones. If you're new to the Healthinomics Podcast, this is typically an interview-based show where I talk about some of the best minds in running, from coaches to physiotherapists to nutritionists, and even some athletes themselves. And if you listened to my podcast before, thanks for coming back. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd really love it if you could leave an iTunes review. It only takes a minute, and these reviews really help the podcast reach new listeners. Before we get to today's interview with Jay Johnson, I want to let you know about my None to Run challenge. The next challenge will start on April 1st, 2017. The challenge is a great way to stay motivated, get support, and help you make running a habit. And there's some great prizes to be given away, like free running shoes, t-shirts, and lots of other cool running gear. I want to challenge you to throw long distances, fancy running gear, and fast paces out the window. One month, five runs of five minutes or less per week. Are you in? Go to www.nontorun.com slash challenge to sign up. On to today's interview with Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson has coached collegiate, professional, and adult runners for more than 15 years Jay has also coached three U.S. champions and has helped dozens of other adult runners reach personal bests over distances from 1 to 100 miles. Jay earned his Master's in Science in Kinesiology and Applied Physiology from the University of Colorado, a degree he started working on while running on the varsity cross-country team, which is chronicled in the book Running with the Buffaloes. In this episode, you'll learn the most common mistakes made by beginner runners, whether or not there is a place for walking in a beginner running program, how to best transition from running with walk breaks to continuous running, the best way to warm up before a run, what you'll notice when you start performing strength and mobility work as part of your running plan, Jay's recommended stretching routine, specific workouts to help break through plateaus in your running, why you must run strides, and much more. The show notes for this episode will be at healthynomics.com 28. There you'll also be able to download the transcription for the episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. Welcome to
1: the Nomics Podcast. Boosting your health and fitness IQ one episode at a time.
0: And now your host, Mark Kennedy. Hey everybody, I've got Jay Johnson here. Jay, welcome to the show. All right, thanks Mark for having me. Yeah, no problem. I've been uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you for a long time. I've been a big fan of your work. I've got... Uh, your book in front of me and I've uh, listened to many of your podcasts which have helped me become a better runner. So anyways, it's, uh, it's great to have you. Um, so can we start, maybe you can just give us a bit of a background on, on you, just sort of where you grew up, where you went to college and um, how you got into um, running and uh, eventually becoming a running coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I I, I grew up in a, a little town that's south. of, Well, it's it's not as little anymore, but it's called it's called Castle Rock, Colorado, just south of Denver. Um, but I mean, it was it was a small town uh, when I grew up there, and uh, ran. Uh, I I was one of the. I mean, fast forward to college. W- once I got to college at the University of Colorado, um, all the teammates, kind of ahead of me and behind me, and in my class, none of them had ever run. In like elementary school s- s- summer track programs, um, but 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 I did do that like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, so yeah, ran ran when I was younger, and um, I was a serious basketball player in high school. But I think my junior year, it was pretty uh, the writing was on the wall that I was going to be a better runner, and um, started started training a little bit harder. But but it was a different era. I mean, I ran. Um, 30 miles a week, roughly in high school, which is, you know, almost a joke now for, for high school kids. I actually have a, a a camp at the University of Colorado that I've been doing for, let's see, this will be our 16th year doing the the camp. It's called the Boulder Running Camps. And, uh, you know, 30 miles a week for a serious, I mean, I was serious my senior year of high school. <laughs> you know, to, to think that, I mean, I'd done 10 miles once in high school and I'd done 8
0: miles twice. So what are um, high schoolers running now, just out of curiosity?
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a there's a range. I, I would say a serious boy at camp isn't running any less than 40 or 45. Um, and, and we don't have any of the teams coming to our camp who are doing, let's say, 65 and 70 and 75 miles a week. Um, at the high school level, you could consider that kind of a high-mileage program. Yeah. Um, The one asterisk I'd put on that is I I think, you know, at least in in the US, a, a serious high school athlete should take their summer training very seriously and be able to put in more miles then because they're not in school. Um, so you you might have a, a woman you know a, a girl who's running fifty miles a week during the summer and then backs it down to forty five during the school year, or a boy who hits sixty maybe even sixty five for a couple weeks in the summer but is going to average around fifty or fifty five during during the year. Um, but yeah, I, I was barely fast enough to run at the University of Colorado. I ran four twenty five for sixteen hundred meters. Um, you know, and 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 I I grew up at five thousand feet of elevation. So, y- you know, had had I been at sea level, that'd be about a four nineteen, probably. Yeah, like just barely under four four twenty. Um, yeah, and I, I ran at CU. Um, my my coach was the iconic Mark Wetmore, who um, I, I think at, at at this point it's either him or John McDonald who will go down as the 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 most successful cross country coach in the history of the NCAA. Um, and since Mark and, and, and Heather, uh, you, you know, since, since Mark and Heather coach both men and women, I, I think the nod has to go to Mark, but, uh, but when I was there at CU, we weren't a nationally recognized, I mean, the program, I think the team finished third, my freshman year. So, I mean, it was just becoming a a national contender. Um, and then I ran on the team that was chronicled and running with the Buffaloes, the book by Chris Lear. Okay, um, and so Adam Goucher, who won the NCA Championship, was my my uh, you know my roommate, my first two years in college. And you, you know, I'm I'm sure we'll 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 talk about my marathon book at some point. But I mean, he was he still lives in the area and came out to the book signing. And uh, you know, I had I had a, 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 an, another teammate come out um, who, who lives local. No, I had, I had two or three teammates that, that that came to that book signing. So so there's um yeah yeah so 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 ran at at the University of Colorado when they wrote when Chrissler wrote running with the buffaloes and i I was starting my master's in kinesiology and applied physiology um and I knew I wanted to coach, so after getting that master's, I went to the only job I could get basically was at a junior college in Kansas um but looking back, it was great because i was I was the the head coach. So all the recruiting, you know, even things like fundraising at the small community college, um, I was able to do those things. But then I I had the opportunity to go back to CU and be an assistant coach for Coach Wetmore for six years. Um and then um I we we had our, our first child and And I decided to get out of college coaching and be a stay-at-home dad. But I also coached professional runners up in Boulder at that time. I I was living in Denver at this time and coaching professional runners. um, So I coached three different U.S. champions. uh, One guy, Brent Vaughn, won U.S. cross-country. A woman, Renee Mativir Bailey, won a 3K title indoors. And this guy, Fernando Cabada, won the U.S. 25K champs when I was working with him. Um, and, and I, I coached some, some other post-collegiate or or professional athletes as well that, that, that didn't run quite as well, but, but still ran at a high level. And now I, I basically, um, you know, I, I, I coach adults online. Um, I have a, a, a client base of about 20 right now. Um, you know, if anybody's listening out there and you want to coach, I've, I've got room for a little more, not, not too many more. Um. (laughs) And then, then I alluded to the Boulder running camps, which is this, this high school running camp that I've been doing, you know, for the, the, this will be year 16 and we're expanding, uh, we have three camps in Boulder and then we're expanding this year to, to, uh, one camp in San Diego as well. Um, that's and, awesome. and that, yeah, that that's sponsored by Nike. I'm, I'm really blessed to have you know, a, a, a really noteworthy Nike sponsorship where kids get a shirt, a backpack and a pair of shoes from Nike. And, um, it's a custom backpack, a custom shirt for our camp, um, a nice pair of training shoes. So, um, ha- having those relationships has, has been really nice for camp.
0: Well, that's great. Thanks for uh, the background, a little bit of history on uh, you and uh, give the people a bit more context as we chat further here. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, my audience is primarily uh, beginner runners. People are just sort of starting out in their journey. Uh, perhaps maybe they've run a 5 or 10K in the past. So I'm um, excited to see where our conversation takes us. Um, so my first question, I guess, is for beginners. And, um, you know, when they're just getting started out, how do they structure their training to start? Is there, is there a place for walking in the beginning? Um. That's a really good question. I, 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 th- I think, um,
1: you know, Jeff Galloway is, is, is the one who's really popularized this idea of a run walk. Um, I've got two clients right now out of the twenty, so that, that would be 10%, um, who are, are on a run walk program. Uh, one woman is a woman. Um, I believe in her mid mid fifties or so. Um, I, sh- I should know her age exactly, but, but I don't, but she's fantastic. Um, she's somebody who's run, you know, many marathons, but is coming back from a a pretty significant injury. So she's doing something where she might run for 70 or she might be out there on her feet for 75 or 80 minutes. And she might chunk it where she does 15 or 16 minutes of running and then a one minute brisk walk. Now, when you put that all together, it's pretty much like a 75 or 80 minute run. Okay. I've, I've, I've another woman I coach who's in Minneapolis, who's, who's younger, but has also had some injury issues. And she does, I kind of leave it up to her. Um, she, she had some, some hip issues that, that came up, um, back in, in December. And so for her, you know, over the course of a fifty minute run, she might, you know, only do six minutes of running and one minute walking or 10 minutes running, one minute walking. And what, what, what I think is important, um, And, and, and this just a little background to you, I really think you need to progress through, you race a 5k and then you race a 10k and then you run a half marathon. If that's what your goal is to run a half marathon, but if your goal is to run a marathon, you have to do those three, three distances first. Okay. I, I, I see this too often. And granted, I'm the author of a book called simple marathon training, right? So I, (laughs) I believe people should run the marathon if they're motivated to, um, but, but that book. Uh, for most people will assume that you run a half marathon already. Um, so to, to go back to kind of this run walk thing, I, I think you really have to keep the walk brisk. And I think when you're going from, um, let's say just getting off the couch or, you know, going from more of a sedentary lifestyle or, or, or maybe you're somebody, you know, who, who's done some other athletic ac- activities, but you just haven't run seriously. Um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to do the the run walk, but I, um, but I, I, I do think that, you know, running a 10 K is realistic for most people and not having to walk that the flip side is you go to the half marathon, which is over twice as far um, I mean, well over, over two times as far. Um, I don't think there's any shame in, in, in walking part of that race. Um, I, 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 I coach, a, um, an international athlete as well. Somebody who started the run walk program and now runs half marathons really well, you know? So so, you know, to, to your listenership, um, I think if they're willing to be really patient and, and by patient, I mean, over the course of three or four months to a year, to a year and a half, you can go from somebody who isn't a runner to somebody who can run a full marathon or excuse me, a half marathon a or a marathon too, if if that's what your goal is.
0: But I, but I think the half
1: marathon distance is the sweet spot, um, for a lot of people who are new, new to running.
0: Okay. That's great. And what about, um, running for time versus distance in the beginning is time on your feet um the more important piece to look at uh yeah. in contrast to running certain distance on a, a training run. Yeah, um and I'll
1: use my my simple marathon training book, you know, the the simp- it's going to be a simple running uh training. Simple running training is the um oh, what's the the term um the, the imprint of the, the, I have a, 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 I have a small publishing company now that's going to, you know, make multiple books. And so simple running training, this, this approach is is foundational to the simple marathon training and the idea is you have one workout during the week well if you're this the subtitle to the book is the right training for busy adults with hectic lives so assuming your listener out here is somebody who who is busy and has a hectic life we want to run by minutes during most of the runs during the work week okay okay because you want to know That hey, I I have an hour for the workout, or you you know I have an hour for the run, but I have to do five minutes to warm, you know, to do the lunge matrix and leg swings, which we can talk about, and then I have ten minutes to do you know core strength, hip strength, and hip mobility after the run. But at least I can say hey, I need seventy-five minutes to be able to do all that, and and for for some people it might only be a forty-minute run, so then you do five minutes, and then forty minutes, and ten minutes, so now you're at. 55 minutes. But, but I think on the weekend running for miles makes a lot of sense. Um, I, 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 I think that, you know, there, there's that, that's a time where, you know, if, if your loved ones and your family are bought into you becoming a better runner, you can approach it and say, Hey, whether it's a five mile run or a 10 mile run or a 20 mile run, you, you can commit to running that distance, you know. I I think Saturday morning is best for most people mm-hmm. because you knock out that run and then have the the rest of your weekend to to do what you want. Um, so it's so it's minutes, you know, during during the week, and then it's um a run based on mileage on the weekends.
0: Okay, and then. What's the best way, or is there any particular method that you would recommend, like to facilitate the transition from someone like who those two women who you're coaching who are taking walk breaks to continuous running, or is it just more of a play it by ear, see how you feel type thing?
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean these, these. These are not your normal runners who, who hire me in terms of, I, I, they're not abnormal, but my point is they're very serious about their training. So they're chomping at the bit to do the entire 50 minutes or 80 minutes or 90 minutes as a run. Does that make sense? And that if anything, sense. I'm the one holding them back saying we still need to do the walk breaks because it's, you, you know, to, to use coach Wetmore, um, my college coach, he's one of his terms. He talks about the next logical step. So if you're starting from a place where you can only run a mile or two and you want to run a 10 K, which is 6.2 miles, then it makes sense that you're going to have some walking breaks, you know, in, in between when you're doing your four or five mile run. But if you take the next logical step week after week after week, you should get to where you can run five miles and six miles and seven to eight and, you know, and so on, um, yeah, so so I, I I think that if you're motivated, you're gonna you're going to over the course. I mean, it could be a month, it could be twelve months, but at, at some point, you're going to advance to where you're 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 running the whole time. And just to give you an example, like, you know, uh, one of the the one of the clients, you know, she's doing about fifty or fifty five minutes on her easy day, and she's doing it in chunks of like fourteen minutes of running and then one minute of walking. Well, then she can back down pretty soon to just a 40 minute run with no walking or 45 minute run. So the idea is you build up to more time on your feet with the walking, but but you've got those walking breaks. And 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 folks, when I say walking, it's a brisk walk. It's not just like you're running and then all of a sudden you just are walking slowly. You you it's a brisk walk to keep your heart rate up. Um, but then at some point you go back down to just, you know, doing a nice slow run the entire time.
0: Okay. I hear a lot from, um, my readership and listenership, um, about their common struggles and, um, and, uh, I see some common mistakes, but, uh, what are some common mistakes you see with beginner runners? I would say in
1: races going out too fast. Um, I think is really important and not having a sense, you know, one, one of the things about simple running training, um, is that you're going to learn to run by feel now this isn't a new cut co- <laughs> it's basically nothing in simple running training that's a new concept that I came up with I mean there's maybe two wrinkles we can talk about that are a little bit different but learning to run by feel so not using your Garmin and running a certain pace or not using your heart rate monitor to run at a certain heart rate but just learning to run at a comfortable pace so you know, let, let's say you're, you're racing a 10 K you should be pretty comfortable, not comfortable, but you should be running very controlled for the first three or four miles. And then it should get exponentially harder. Um, but, but learning how that, that sensation, that feeling of running a controlled pace, a challenging pace, but a controlled pace, I think is important. Um, and I think, I, I think that's a mistake that, that, that beginning runners make a lot of times is, You know, there's music at the start line, and everybody's excited, and then the gun goes off, and you just get caught up in what everybody else is doing. You go out too hard instead of paying attention to how your body feels and running the appropriate pace.
0: I know I've Um, done that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and and we all have. And you know, I'm I'm somebody who has only run, I don't know, maybe a couple road races in my entire life, but but you know, cause I was a, coll- a high school athlete and collegiate athlete, but ran a ton of races and whether you're running, you know, a collegiate 5k on the track, um, or you're running, you know, your local 5k where there's music playing at the start of the race, it's easy to get caught up in the energy of that race. Um, but I do think it's more so for people running road races, just, just the way they kind of hype up the start line. um, it's just easy to, to end up, quote, going out too hard. There's one more thing, too. I think just in a general mistake is not being patient with your training. You know, um, let's say somebody is going from only running a mile or two a couple times a week to saying, I want to run a half marathon. There's that's a big jump from two or three miles all the way up to, you know, 13.1 miles. And, you know, being able to really be patient with your training and not be in a hurry, I, I, I think is hard. And I think so often you see new runners being impatient, um, in and trying to make that jump too fast. And then the third thing is, you know, I'm a big believer in non running work. So there's this acronym, Sam S A M for strength and mobility so specifically core strength hip strength and hip mobility so i believe you have to do the same work after every running workout and the idea is you do that work to quote strengthen your chassis right now your engine is your aerobic engine is your heart and lungs and that that aerobic metabolism will improve quicker than structurally, you know, your muscles and your tendons and your bones and your ligaments and whatever, you know, your, your chassis doesn't, doesn't improve and get strong as quickly as your engine improves. And so, so often, you know, two or three months into training, you see people with injuries, whether it's an IT band or plantar fascia or, you know, a a patellar tendon issue, you know, a knee issue, and it's because they've gotten fit, which is fantastic. But their chassis, their, their structure isn't able to handle their engine. And so I firmly believe that you've got to do non-running work while you're doing the running work. And a lot of runners, new, new runners are pretty, pretty open to this, which is, is really nice. Um, it's people who've run in high school and maybe in college and you know, are just used to putting in the miles that don't necessarily like to do that type of work but again in the simple running training system you've got to do that work every day that you
0: run um yeah i'm a big fan of that work and um so that leads to a couple other questions i have i guess um so how what what is the structure of a workout look like for a beginner i'm assuming i'm I'm thinking you're going to tell us it's going to look similar to you know a beginner to what a, a pro does um how does how is it structured from the warm up to the run to that strength and mobility work um, that you say you should do afterwards? What does what does that all look like in say like a forty five minute time uh, increment that someone might have?
1: Yeah, let, let's let's say the run's forty five minutes, okay, and then we'll say that then we have an hour to work out, okay. So folks, you can look this up online and find the videos for this. You do the lunge matrix, so LM for lunge matrix and you do leg swings, L-S. So L-M-L-S, lunge matrix and leg swings takes five minutes. And that's how you need to warm up. And yes, you're listening to an audio, but you gotta write this down and then check it out on YouTube and see, see what you need to do for your warm up. That's sorry what you should- Sorry
0: to interrupt you, but I'll, I'll put yeah. the links to all these things in the show notes okay. as well. Okay,
1: cool, cool. Okay, all keep right. going, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks Mark. So then the idea is then you have your 45 minutes to run. And like on an easy day, 45 minutes might be an easy day for, is an easy day for a lot of that, the adults that I coach, because again, like they only have an hour to work out. So 45 minutes is the run. Now I want to come back to this, the idea of doing strides in the middle of that run. But then, you know, you finish with 10 minutes of the SAM work I'm talking about. So now you have five minutes to warm up, 45 minutes of running, 10 minutes of, it's, it is it is kind of cool down type work the way we have sam organized if you just follow the exercises um from start to finish you know from minute zero to minute 10 it's it's going to bring your heart rate slowly down yeah so so that's what you have for 60 minutes um you know strides folks i when i say strides it's a short amount of running so it could be 20 or 25 or 30 seconds at 5k pace most of the time so if you're running for if you're training for a half marathon or a marathon you just run at 5k pace And then you take, and again, that you don't look at your watch necessarily. You just kind of run by feel like, okay, this kind of feels like 5k pace. And then you jog really easy for 60 to 90 seconds in between those strides. And one of the, the things that I think is novel about the simple running training or, you know, that you can read about in my simple marathon training book is this idea that you do the strides as part of that 45 minutes. And historically, you know whether you're a high school runner or you're a professional runner, the idea was you do your run and then you do the strides afterwards. But the problem was so often people would run out of time. A busy adult would run out of time and they'd end up skipping the strides. And you need to do strides a couple times per week. Um, for the very beginning runner, it's not as important but if you're somebody listening to this where you run some 5Ks, run some 10Ks, maybe run a half marathon and you're trying to run a PR, you need to be doing strides twice a week.
0: When you're doing this uh, SAM or strength and mobility work in the lunge matrix uh, and, and throwing in the strides there a couple of times a week, what changes will the, a runner notice um, to their running? And I I know for me… Um, it's, I guess it's hard to explain a little bit, but you, to me, I feel like a stronger runner and I actually noticed that, um, I noticed from my wife video recording me running, but my running form changed in a good way. I just became a more efficient, stronger runner, but I, I'd like to hear from you. What will the runners notice when they start doing this work on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think what you're going to feel is you just feel stronger kind of biomechanically when you're doing the SAM work um and in in strides i'll I'll touch on that in a second, but when you're doing all this this work you know it's strengthening your hips strengthening your glutes you're just gonna feel um stronger and you're gonna feel better running fat- faster paces does that make sense where that makes well, sense you know sometimes harder workouts kind of feel out of control when when your body's weak um but 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 yeah that's that 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 that's something that i i that 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 you'll you know, you're just going to feel like a stronger athlete. Um, the runs with strides, you know, from, I mean, basically the template of this week would be your easy runs on Monday and Friday, and then your workout on Tuesday, and then your long run on Saturday. So you're doing the strides, for instance, on Monday before your Tuesday workout. And that means that you're going to feel better on Tuesday, having done some faster running, i.e. the strides on Monday. Okay, um, and then the same thing for the long run on Saturday. If on Friday you did some strides and you're running 5K pace, now when you go to do the long run on Saturday, it just feels easier.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, and what about stretching? Where does that fit in? Do you uh, do you recommend stretching? Um, if you do, uh, when, when should runners fit that in?
1: I believe an active isolated stretching or active isolated flexibility is another term for it. Or the term you guys are going to remember is called rope stretching where you use a rope to do some stretching. And my friend Phil Wharton and uh, his father, Jim Wharton have, have brought this, this work into uh, the running world. They've been doing it for three decades now, I think. Um, and all oh, you got to look it up. I mean, you, this should be in the show notes. Uh Wharton health, so look up, you know, Phil Wharton's rope stretching. And there aren't many examples on YouTube. There, there there's a, a couple videos of Phil doing things for running times. Um, you know, the the now defunct uh magazine that was awesome. Um but but um you know there there there's still some videos out there. Um static stretching, you know, it, and, and and let's use an example, too. Let's say static stretching is similar to yoga, where you're you're holding these poses for a while and you're breathing and whatnot. I, I think that has less of a place compared to the rope stretching. But the rope stretching is something you haven't seen before. Um, if you're really serious about being a better runner, you really should get to consider doing the uh, rope stretching. Okay. And, yeah. and And it's something that if I've got 20 clients, probably 10 of them do it. And the 10 that do it, I mean, I'm going to knock on countertop here because I don't have any wood, (laughs) but, um, you you know, knock on countertop, they're all staying healthy. Um, But I, I, I think the rope stretching, you know, if you were to go back and do some sort of, you know, analysis, there would be a strong correlation between the athletes that do rope stretching and the athletes who don't have injuries.
0: I want to ask you too about plateaus. A lot of people are get frustrated when they plateau. Um, maybe a beginner runners been at it for six months or something and they notice they, they stop getting faster, uh, for, for whatever the reason. Um, is there any particular workouts that you, you might recommend for, to help people, um, uh, perhaps get faster and stronger, uh, that they might not be doing in the beginning. So you're asking for a specific workout to, to, yeah, like a, a spe, any, or a, different workouts like perhaps it's some kind of an interval workout or um i don't know some kind of creative workout that may be different than just a person going out and um you know blasting out a, a long long run um with strides um and maybe it's something with regards to hills i'm not sure i just get curious your thoughts yeah I, I you know i
1: i think the 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 progression run is a really simple workout that people can be doing um so let's say you do something like you know the, the 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 one that i use the most often with the clients i work with they'll they'll do a 10 minute warm up jog and a 10 minute cool down jog and they're going to do 50 minutes of a progression so that 50 minutes is comprised of 20 minutes at a steady pace then 15 minutes a little bit faster then 10 minutes a little bit faster and then 5 minutes fast but controlled And so you have to change pace. You have to speed up three different times in that workout. And what it teaches you, it teaches you you a a couple things. But the first is to run conservatively so that you have the ability to speed up. And number two, it it teaches you you how to pay attention to how your body feels to make sure, okay, I'm speeding up, but I'm not speeding up too much. And then that last five minutes, I mean, you have to be really focused. You're going to be running the fastest pace that you've run throughout the workout. And I always want people to say, I could have run five more minutes. You know, you're doing a five minute segment at the end, but I want them to say I could have run even five more minutes if I had to, meaning they could have run ten minutes at that final pace. Okay. Um, so it's not a hill workout. It's not an interval workout i i, um, I, I if if the listenership is more of the beginning runner. I I think there's a lot to be said for staying away from the track and just being on dirt roads and trails and doing progression runs and fart licks. And, um, you know, I have a workout where we do four by eight minutes with three minutes steady running in between. Um, so that's a solid 41 minute workout. Um, you know, you just want to be doing aerobic workouts. So the idea that you'd go do, you know, if a lap is 400 meters, and you do 10 by 400, and, you know, stand around for 60 seconds. I mean, that workout has its place. And let's say 5000 meter training. Um, but but for most people listening to this, that that's not what they should be doing right away.
0: Um so I want to respect your time so before I get into um asking you about your your new book uh, again which I have in front of me uh, I want to ask you too what are your, some of your favorite uh, resources um or books or or podcasts or any running resources uh, other than yours which uh, of course I I'm going to recommend everyone um but any other resources that you can um provide for uh, the runners out there
1: Yeah um I yeah, um, I I I think there's a, a lot of good training books out there. This I I really think that Simple Marathon Training is the book you should buy for this simple reason. It teaches you the simple running training method that is that works for people, you know, who have who have a lot going on in their life and need to keep things very kind of straightforward and. St- simple from week to week. Um, Obviously, the Daniel's Running Formula is a great book. But I I, I do sometimes take issue with, you know, that everything is based on paces. And the problem with that is that if you wake up, let's say on a Tuesday morning, and your your child was up until midnight, you know, coughing, and you got, you know, three hours less sleep, you're not going to feel as well as you normally do. And so hitting the paces that are prescribed in that, in that book isn't going to make as much sense. Um, one book I I would, and and I think he's been on your, your podcast, uh, Matt Fitzgerald. Um, he has this book run. It's, it's not one of his most popular books. The, The title is run and the subtitle is, um, uh, is, I think it's called the mind body method of running by feel, but it's all about running by feel. So that would be the number one book I would recommend. Um, and then this one probably doesn't fit your listenership, but for people who've run multiple marathons and, um, have the ability to put in a lot of miles, I think advanced marathon training is a, a, a great book. Um,
0: Whose book is that? Whose
1: book is that one? So that that's Pete, that's Pete Fitzinger and uh, Scott Douglas okay. have, have, have written that book and it's, you know, it's, um, it's at least 10 years old, maybe it's 15 years old, but it's really good information. So, and, and then a, a book that I, I have to mention, but I don't think you should go out and get it. Um, Arthur Lydiard's book running to the top or, you know, the, 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 copy i have is called running the Lydiard way it's basically the same book um if somebody's into the history of of training and you y- you know that that's a great book but it's it's kind of hard to decipher um, so unlike, let's say the other two books, I've uh, you know, the Daniel's running formula where it says, do this on this day, mm-hmm. the Lydia books, I mean, it says, do, do a, B and C on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but it's harder to understand how that training works.
0: And then, uh, and then your book uh, came out, uh, as a month or two ago. Yeah. Came, came out November
1: 1st. Yeah. November 1st, 2016.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, uh, it's called simple marathon training, the right training for busy adults with hectic lives.
1: Right. And I, I, I think the subtitle is, you know, what's really important that, you know, if you're a busy adult with a hectic life, which, um, I'm going to assume a a pretty large percentage of the listenership is the training is made for you. And let's, let's, you know, compare that to let's say advanced marathon training, which is a great book, but um, has people running 70, 80 miles a week in some of their plans. And a lot of people can't handle that.
0: Um, and would you say your book, and, and I think it would, but even if you're not considering uh, running a marathon, I think this book gives you all the tools and everything to, to even move from beginner to you know, a 10 K or a half marathon. I,
1: I, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm working on the half marathon book as we speak. And, um, you know, the first 40, I'm looking at the book right here. Is it 45 or 49? The first 49 pages of the book (laughs) of simple marathon training are going to be very similar to the first 49 pages of simple half marathon training, which will then in a couple years be very similar to, simple 5K and 10K training. Does that make sense? I mean, there's some core principles I believe in, such as running by feel, such as doing the lunge matrix and the leg swings, doing the SAM work after your run, doing a weekly long run, doing, you know, focusing on um, your aerobic system. So this goes back to these track workouts or hill workouts. You're not doing track workouts or hill workouts. You're doing things like a progression run, like, like, like we talked about, doing strides in the middle of your run on your easy days. So there's basically... Um, in, in, in the book, I talk about eight ingredients and then this is, I'm glad you brought the, the, the stretching thing up cause it's eight ingredients plus one. And the plus one is the uh, rope stretching. Yeah. So, so, so those are principles, you know, that fit somebody running a 5k as much as they fit somebody running a marathon.
0: Awesome, And, um, where else can people connect with you online? Should they want to reach out or check out more of your work? Yeah,
1: I, I I I think my website, I mean it's pretty easy to remember, it's Coach J Johnson, and that's J A Y. So CoachJJohnson.com. Um that if if you go to that site, then you can sign up for my newsletter. And um, you know, I, I put out my newsletter twice per week on Thursday and Sunday and i feel like i i put my best work out via my newsletter um i also host a podcast called the run faster podcast so if 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 you like listening to running podcasts uh check out the run faster podcast i mean mark I, i'm i'm going through years on uh, on itunes right now looking at it and, and you've definitely had some um high powered guests so um i am going to have to 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 work on my guest list
0: <laughs> but, oh you've got some good ones um i have to tell you now the um the interview you did with uh, Dr. Trent Stellingworth was a game changer for me because that totally changed my mindset and focused um, me more on fueling for my second marathon. And uh, it was a game changer. I yeah, I felt so much better in my run, and my time was much better as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, well. So, so dot uh, The Run Faster Podcast, and and folks, feel free to email me. Um, the, it's CoachJJohnson at gmail. And then also on, on Instagram and Twitter, it's at coach Jay Johnson. So I, 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 did a decent job of like locking it all down <laughs> to coach Jay Johnson's.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, Jay, th- thanks again for coming on to the show. And, uh, we all appreciate your time and expertise and, um, maybe you'll come back again, uh, once you get the, the half marathon and, um, or at least your half marathon book done and we can chat some more.
1: Yeah. Spring 2017. Mark, I would love to be on again and talk about the
0: half marathon. Awesome. Thanks again, Jay. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Nomics Podcast at www.healthynomics.com.